everybody and welcome to episode 5 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And uh, the main focus of today's episode will be the Marvel hit, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but for just a few moments, I thought it would be timely, or we thought it'd be timely and uh, nice to uh, maybe talk a little bit about uh, the late, great Robin Williams, who uh, unfortunately passed away about a week ago. And uh, so I don't know, do we... I guess to start off, do you guys have like a favorite Robin Williams movie or performance? Jumanji, for sure. Jumanji's pretty memorable because it was... I don't even... I don't remember what year it came out, but... It was like 93 or something. I, I Early 90s. I enjoyed the book very much as a kid, and I really enjoyed the movie. And I actually kind of like the... I like the style of the uh, animals and stuff in it. Like, if you go back and look at it now, it's not that, like, the computer graphics are bad or anything. It's just that, like... Just like in the book, they, they have this style where it looks like they're storybook creatures, yeah. kind of. And I feel like if you went back, it wouldn't be... There's still plenty of impressive things, and like the plant that crushes things in the movie is real. And I don't know, it was just a very memorable film for me. I don't yeah. know if it was necessarily the, the greatest movie, but I it loved was. Robin Williams of it. and It was? It was. Okay, yeah. well. Don't worry. It was one of those movies <laughs> that like... I haven't I, seen it in years. I actually... It's funny that you, I'm not, I guess it's not funny that it came up because obviously it came up for a reason, but um, we did, I did watch it like earlier this summer. It was on, we were at a friend's house and um, it was on TV and just like, I think obviously some of the animal effects have, you know, it's the early to mid nineties. So the, sure. the, the, the computer graphics are not what they are today. So some of the animal effects did look pretty corny but like the practical like the 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 plant was not like a computer yeah, effect. that was built there the, uh, and i the, thought the plant looked the really cool the spiders yeah were a thing because i remember uh the spiders mom, actually look pretty crazy i was watching <laughs> yeah. the oprah episode and they had they brought those out oprah did not like this <laughs> what is this what is this what is this what is this <laughs> you get, a get spider. me spiders yeah. off of my set <laughs> oprah just walked in the room <laughs> yeah. um, bye oprah I, I, I like that one. I People, I guess I've only realized recently, like, really either love Hook or hate Hook. Yeah. I always liked it when I was a kid. That was one of the, like, I, I think, like, Jumanji and Hook, and then uh, the movie I was going to bring up was um, Jack, the movie where he has, like, the, the, the rapid aging yeah. disease. Those are all movies that I saw because Robin Williams was in them. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily that I was super interested in the book Jumanji or the Peter Pan mythology or <laughs> a, a movie about a well, dude. you are a big Peter Pan buff. Well, uh, now I am. Thank you. Thank, uh, thanks to Robin Williams. Um, uh, no, but they were all movies that I saw because Robin Williams was in them. He was one of those actors for me as a kid who, like, I saw, I saw a movie because he was in it, not yeah. necessarily because... Funny, he was a drop. Of the subject matter. Aladdin, how about Aladdin, man? Yeah. As the I, genie, that was... Well, that's, I mean, his... Yeah. I think that... Should, I, the movie should have been called Robin Williams is the genie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have sold better. Um, no, he... I mean, Disney's Robin Williams the genie. <laughs> of course, he was the... A tremendous talent, and even when... I don't know. That was Disney at its best, of course, and Robin Williams was just at his height. That was such a... Such a great movie, and that's something that I feel like I've seen fairly recently, and it still holds up incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I really liked some of his serious roles, too, though. I mean, uh, yeah. you said you always watched Good Morning Vietnam recently. That was Max. Oh, my bad. You didn't have to say that, because uh, this is a podcast nobody would have known. <laughs> they can feel they can feel his finger pointing yeah. at me and his eyes gazing I was, at me. Yeah, that's... I was, like, throttling Andrew. I was like, remember, you've seen it! <laughs> Yeah, watched it for the first time. It was good. It's um, uh, still poignant because of what's going on in the world today, I suppose. Uh, our involvement in other countries it still kind of uh, rings true. That's the hallmark of a good film, too. Yeah. I think um, Paul Tompkins kind of put it best that, like, he, he wrote a really, a really heartfelt and, and, I thought, poignant blog about Robin Williams, and he said that as a kid, kind of growing up as a weirdo and feeling like a weirdo, it was really reassuring and kind of um, almost inspiring to see somebody who was openly a weirdo 
on TV. Acting goofy. Acting goofy and acting weird and just, you can kind of tell being authentically himself because nobody would, it almost seems like nobody would be actively that weird as a choice, you know, like that's just who they are. Sure. Um, to see that on, on television is is almost like, as much as you might feel kind of um, alienated for being a weirdo, you see this guy on TV and not only is he being himself but he's celebrated for being so weird and and you know he's he's that's why people like him right that's why people like him is that he's such a open weirdo and to see that as like as a kid myself kind of like seeing this person who is just like so different it was great to think that you could grow up and have that still have that much fun yeah be be your be yourself and and make a living doing it yeah yeah so i think for that reason i it was it I think he put it, that's when he put it best, that, like, he was a hero to him because it, it felt okay to be so weird and so different. Well, I know that there's probably a few more movies that he had in the can, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I looked at his IMDb a few days ago. It didn't seem like there was a lot coming out, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it really is a tragedy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I... I, I I can't tell you that like I've always liked all of his movies. I think sure. that would be. Dis- I, I we think we've, we've personally seen some some stinkers, of course. Yeah, I, I think we did our old podcast. I think we did an episode with Robin Williams stinkers. You, so. I, I wouldn't. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but it's nonetheless. I, it would be. I would be remiss to not mention to not just say that he was such a presence. I mean, he was right, and he had such a range. He went. I mean, yes, he did bad movies. He did good movies. He did great movies, and he ran the gamut and he yeah. was so he was yeah, he was hard so not challenge. he was hard not to be captivated by even in like a, a bad movie like i i think i saw rv for for that podcast yeah. that we were talking about and even though that movie is also not, starring jojo also starring jo- right famously starring jojo um it's it's hard not to keep your eyes on him even though like a like a stinker like rv or you know something kind of boring like bicentennial man or something like that it's it's hard not to <laughs> watch him and at least be a little captivated by him even in something so and it, like in you like you're talking about his serious roles like one hour photo yeah you know like even though he's being like a complete creeper have you seen the max no oh man that's um weird. it's well it's pretty disturbing but. yeah it is it's a weird movie yeah. but um it even watching him in something like that you're just still like you can't keep your eyes off him because he just he just has such a presence and mm-hmm. so it is it's it's a tragedy and um yeah he'll be missed he'll be missed for sure on to happier things on to happier things um uh before we get into guardians talk um do you guys want to talk about stuff you've seen recently sure you mentioned some stuff um i saw her on the airplane well, i went to <laughs> i went abroad recently uh, who, do, who do you mean by by her uh what i mean by her is uh well her is a uh is a movie starring joaquin phoenix and uh, scarlett johansson and amy adams and it's about a guy who like i i think it's a, it it never really specifies what year it takes place but i'm, I'm sure it's supposed the to be in the near future, future. um we have instead of you know our our phones now have Siri and Cortana and whatever but, operating system Cortana is really a Windows or are you serious? yeah on the Microsoft oh, phones no. Cortana is the is the I have Skynet on my phone <laughs> it's great um, but it's like it, it's the next level of like the of the operating systems and it's wow it it what it is it's supposed to start as a base thing and then it continually gets to know you better and so it's like it becomes like almost. A nanny. Sentient. A nanny. <laughs> I like that. But like, you want pizza again, huh? You call all the time. Yeah. This, this time you Friday usually you call. <laughs> but you know, instead of like being a a thing that reminds you of a thing or lets you look up whatever, you know, hey Siri, what what's the weather gonna be like today? Yeah. Instead, it almost becomes like a compa- a companion for you, hmm. and like learns your quirks and like Mannerisms becomes and... a person almost. Interesting. And so. No, I haven't. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was great. I thought, like, Joaquin Phoenix, it for being such an asshole of a person in real life, is such a great actor, and um, I just thought he was terrific in it. Um, Pre-Guardians, Chris Pratt is in it, so he's still a little... Wait, he is? Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, my God. 
So yeah, now you gotta see this now you got to see it, right? Does um, he have those cool twin laser guns? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a prequel. No, he he also has the like weird mustache that Joaquin Phoenix has in the movie too. They both have these like oh, really weird. weird kind of gross Is that just mustaches. Like a fashion that everyone has. I that? guess so. Is that, is, did they go into that a lot? Like yeah, mustache a lot, stuff there's the a lot of mustache talk oh, okay. in the movie. How to groom a mustache, how to grow the a mustache. The phone wants to learn how to grow a mustache. Yeah. Um, i got to see this. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, 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 uh, well, I knew you were a little late to the part. Like, I think you wanted to see it in theaters and you never got a chance. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. So when I was, I, yeah, when I was on the plane and we had the on-demand thing and I was like, ooh, I get to watch her and, um, yeah. And it was a camera to the co-pilot, the female co-pilot. Yes. Did you watch her? Yeah, so oh, I get yeah. to, yeah. Stuart is, sorry, yeah. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> sorry. Um, um, well, dang, and yeah, I really need to see it too. I, yeah. It, it kind of, it didn't go under my radar. I think there was a lot of hype about it, obviously, but. It, it is kind of, I mean, no it was, it was kind of like a quiet release. Like, it wasn't this, like, big blockbuster, like, you How many explosions? See her. 20 explosions. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, the whole um, uh, no, there's no explosions. Oh, okay. Um, no, I highly recommend Any her. Emotional explosions. Ooh, what about explosions? How many of those? What about explosions in the pants? Am I right, you guys? Uh, how many? Uh, yeah, count, count okay. How many times that happened on the airplane? Okay. Oh, how many times <laughs> it happened to me in the, on the airplane? Is no, no. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about in the movie, but for oh. me in the plane. In the movie, and then all of a sudden. Every time Scarlett Johansson talked. Holy moly! That's Have probably seen, a lot of the movie. Yeah. Lucy yet? Uh. Uh, I have not. That was it. Took a long time to figure out. Who <laughs> have. have why have you? I haven't. No. I oh, I God. honestly couldn't remember what Lucy was for a oh, second. Okay. I thought Lu- I thought Lucy, for a second I thought Lucy was Hannah. Oh. oh. <laughs> and so I was like, well, well, why are you talking about that? Oh right, that's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't. Because it's a movie with a woman in it. Um, You're sexist. <laughs> and hey, they're all the same, right? All right. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to uh, go see her. Go see that's, her. That's yeah. Um, well, I've watched a movie recently that I was I was quite tickled by. Uh, it's called Dead Heat, and uh, it's about uh, two cops that stumble upon this plot to um, this this rich guy basically can like reanimate corpses, and then they have you know I think it's twelve hours before they just completely decompose and become useless. But in that time, they're not like the shambling, moaning zombie. They're like a person that just walks around and talks. So uh-huh. they send them on missions and kind of blackmail them with like a formula that can like keep them alive. Yeah, keep them alive and, and lengthen the time that they can stay without decomposing. So sends them out and robs banks or you know pulls heists and blah blah blah. And the cops kind of stumble upon this plot. Um, but I was telling Andrew earlier today, there's a scene in it that is so great, and it was very creative. I've never seen it before. Well, uh, <laughs> where they, uh, probably like midway through the movie, they stumble upon this, um, they get a lead and they go to like Chinatown, and there's this restaurant with this big chandelier thing in it, and when they confront the owner, he kind of flips a switch and runs out, and it turns out the chandelier is like the catalyst for the machine that, that reanimates the dead. So all of the uh, poultry hanging in the window and like chicken legs and like pigs like come back to life and like <sighs> attack the attack the the woman and the two cops and um, oh man it's how, amazing how have you not seen that before didn't that happen in poultry guys uh but this was an earlier movie this is like in the eighties oh okay. so you're saying chronologically in terms chronologically. of when it was made you've never seen anything yes including whatever year the movie takes place so had the movie had poultry guys been made in the seventies then you would have said then I would have said yeah tip hats off to you poultry guys <laughs> um but I think they even did this better because I mean like literally you had a guy wrestling with like a suckling pig that was just like just flew onto him from wires and he was just like I'm gonna become a vegetarian after this. <laughs> Like, really bad. And the girl basically backs into some ducks. And they're kind of like, wah, wah, wah. But they, she, I don't know what risk they're, uh, what risk she's actually in. Um, dangerous. I, it's it's worth a watch for that scene alone. But the movie itself is a pretty fun, maybe something coming up for October. You want to spook yourself a little bit. <laughs> wow. What a tease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I enjoy, I, it was something I had no expectations and I was pleasantly surprised. It was kind of, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, I've never heard of it either, but it sounds like fun. It's it's a bizarre little film. Yeah. Max, anything? Yeah. Well, uh, we were talking about Jumanji earlier and how bad the uh, the creature effects have, have kind of held up. I recently saw Planet of the Apes, 
Dawn of? Sure. Yeah, the second one, second new one. I always literally forget because which I try and think. Yeah, like is it Dawn Before a Rise? Like I don't, I don't remember which yeah. one is the the one, but. Uh, yeah, so I saw Rise before, and I wasn't too excited to see this new one, because I, I mean, I, I thought parts of the movie were good, but the first, yeah, the first one, the yeah. first one, yeah, I like the first the, one. The I know you didn't. One. I, I kind, I kind of leaned more towards Max. I, I, the first one I thought were was just kind of yeah, it was okay. Yeah, and yeah, I'm drunk. I like, probably, I probably enjoyed it more than the two of you, but I also, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a perfect film, but I, yeah, there was a lot of things. Draco yeah, Draco was kind of yeah. They but they was they did enough to I think the the strongest thing and I, I kind of tell everyone about that when I'm like you know trying to talk about the film is that the fact that they didn't use any real apes I thought was a smart move because then the motion capture which at first can seem a little jarring and the main ape is supposed to seem more human than a, a normal ape mm-hmm. it doesn't it's less jarring as the movie goes on I feel like the strength of the first film at least visually is that. Uh, by the time it gets to the end, you forget that the other apes that, that Caesar interacts with are also motion captured or just purely created, you know, through computer graphics, and yeah. it looks really good. And I've heard nothing but great things about the way the new one's supposed the to look. The new one, man, it looks amazing. I, I kept just being shocked with how far CG's gotten, because it used to be so disgusting to watch, <laughs> like... Come on, you tell me it's Final Fantasy, the spirits within. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> realistic. All the benchmarks that we've passed. This, I think this is another one. Does it, it just looks really Well, here's, good. A, here's a kind of a question, because I guess I guess we're kind of with apes, though, so that's that's kind of the, the difference. But would you say, like, almost, like, beyond Uncanny Valley kind of thing, where they look almost... They look great, just even from the teasers and trailers. Would you say they look yeah. almost, like, real? Like, uh, Well, I mean, they look realer than I think maybe... A, puppet wood or something sure. like that, the way they move and all of wow. that. So you, you kind of have, if you're inventing something entirely, you got to kind of pick your poisons. It doesn't look, I didn't think like, oh, this is an ape that I'm actually seeing here on the screen, but I thought that it looked really good and that it didn't take that's me good. out of it in any well, way. Well, that's, that's like, probably the most important thing about it. That That's more what I mean is like, there's that level of realness where you're, it's jarring and you're like, oh, uh, you can't really like look at it, but it looks... No, they just they did a really good job with the faces and everyone was recognizable and they didn't have to like re-explain which character was which or anything like that. Everyone had a unique personality and, cool. and I don't know, I thought they just did a really good job with that and then plot was really good. Uh, well, they, what is the plot? Well, yeah, let me start from the beginning. There. Well, uh, why don't you just pick up where the first film left off? I, I think I know what the plot is. I uh, want to hear. Well, I want to hear what Robert thinks the plot is. All right, all right, first, you tell me how right I am. Something along the lines of Caesar dies right in the beginning. Yeah, and it's all like this funeral. It's like an Ewok funeral kind of thing. Uh, humans come and help them build drums out of stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, um, I think it is something along the lines of. The apes kind of have a community out in the Redwoods, kind of like where they escaped to at the end of the last movie, and it's been like a decade or something since the disease, right? Or the, the simian flu has killed people, and then in that time, I think people have kind of fought each other, too. It's just... Humanity's been brought to the brink. Am I wrong? Oh, should I... No, I... Let's, let's hear all of it first. No? Yeah. Oh, um, and then uh, 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 humans come upon them and um, it's something along it's something like they need to some humans want to work with them and other the other humans are like no we need to just wipe them out and take back like a, a dam or something probably something that would help the humans survive whereas the apes don't need electricity or anything like that so right uh, pretty much except you missed the the time travel aspect well, of it <laughs> <laughs> No, that's pretty Spot much. Prime shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brings it back. They're all aliens. They found red matter. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, it's really interesting to see the way they portray the humans and the apes as humans and the humans as apes. Just like how animalistic the humans I'm, are, how. Uh, yeah, that's, prob- that's probably what I was looking forward to the most. Because yeah. everything in the apes looks like they're very having like a really good time like being on their own and just being peaceful and. Yeah. But then you get shots like an ape riding a horse shooting a gun on fire, and you're like, wow. Oh. Yeah. The gun's yeah, on exactly. fire? They do a good Everything. job of, like, yeah. of having the duality on both sides. So it's That's not, good. Like, you know, one side's the shitty side. I recommend it. 
I think it's at the crest when you see it. Yeah. Already? Maybe. Might be. Dang. It wasn't in theater that long ago. Yeah. Hmm. Right on. Cool. Shall we move on to the... Oh. Guardians. Before we move on, oh. Robert and I both saw Transcendence with yes. Jay Depp. And... What, do you want to talk about it first? Do you want me to talk about it first? Uh, why don't you take or, it? Why don't you take it? I you, fucking, saw, you saw it more recently. I well, you know, I saw it on an airplane, and the only motivation I had for watching this movie was that... You walked out. I walked out <laughs> of the airplane, yeah. Um, uh, I, the, my only motivation for seeing this movie was that it was the only thing that was going to keep me awake during this flight. Otherwise, I would not have chosen to watch this movie. I thought this movie was so fucking dumb... <laughs> And just like it, it to me like it made no sense. It is so. It's a movie where Johnny Depp and his wife Rebecca Hall are like developing technology. They're developing to, art, like an artificial intelligence and trying. They're. It, it's almost like it's another kind of almost near future movie where it's like going a weird direction with the technology and implying like, what if you could upload your consciousness to like a hard drive yeah. and just live forever? Yeah. So he gets killed. By no by, like, anti yeah anti anti like AI terrorists anti AI terrorists, and so she uploads, Rebecca Hall uploads Johnny Depp's consciousness into a computer. Uh, Paul Bettany, who was like their research assistant or yeah. somebody who like helped them, a friend of their yeah, got kidnapped by a different anti AI terrorist group. I think they're all part of like the same cell. They have like tattoos yeah. that say unplug. And yeah. Because they, they, they shoot Johnny um, Depp with like a fucking, like a radiation bullet or something yeah. weird. It's like, oh. Yeah. A lot of effort. Um, <laughs> so they kidnap Paul Bettany and they try and convince him that they need his help and because if they, if Johnny Depp gets uploaded on the internet, then he's everywhere. Yes. So she uploads Johnny Depp to the internet and he becomes everything and... Well, and, uh, which might be one of my favorite lines in the movie, because I think I even remember... That I saw this when it was in theaters, and you saw it, you know, yeah. a while ago. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, she's, you know, trying to desperately upload it to the internet. The, the anti-AI guys are, like, right on her tail and getting into the building. She smashes everything else, um, undoes it, and uh, the plugs, and then jumps into her car and drives off. And he, like, comes in through the stereo. It's like, don't worry, I'm on the internet. It's like, <laughs> okay. It, it, it's one of those movies that, like... The, whoever wrote the movie has like a kind of like a a general idea of what the internet is, you know. Like the it it's like somebody who like went to the zoo and then decided to write a movie about giraffes. You know what I mean? It's just like you have like the most like glossary <laughs> knowledge of something, and so you write a movie about Whatever it. They saw on a placard. And so it's, yeah, and so just like it it didn't <laughs> the fact that like yeah he's on the internet so he can reach her through anything yeah immediately it was just like are you fucking well i mean that's that's tame compared to where they go with where it. they go with the movie so do we want to just spoil the whole movie i mean in general he like starts creating like a improving humans to the point where they're like well they they Superman. buy a town essentially they yeah. go to like this small abandoned town in like arizona or something or new mexico and they essentially so because he's on the internet, he also has infinity money. Yeah. And so they buy... It says it. that in his bank account. They, it's an infinity symbol. They buy... Yeah, I've they, been on the internet before. I know. <laughs> you know how the yeah. internet works. My bank account's like three infinity symbols. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they buy this, like, town in New Mexico, and they start, like... It just time jumps. It's like they start developing... It, it time jumps like, two years. And then all of a sudden, it's a prosperous, uh, burgeoning... Meanwhile, uh, this terracel kidnapped Paul Bettany and they still have him captive two years later mm -hmm. but like he doesn't like you wouldn't it's not like I mean I guess they gave him like they gave him haircuts and let him shave his beard the and well I guess a little bit but he was still like kind of like getting his arm dragged a little yeah. bit to help them but eventually they and it took them two years to like find this, like, they were like, look, this town has infinity money. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. This formerly like fledging town is now like this hub for. So basically, they develop this technology that like enhances human beings, but also makes it so like the dirt can heal them or like yeah, enhance they can them just, or something. They can just like take the minerals out of the earth, the planet, and just like 
close up your bullet wounds and stuff. You know, because like, the, cause the internet. I can't yeah. wait. We need to put Johnny Depp on the internet. Somebody get him. Seriously. Uh, I just... Johnny Depp seems so bored during this movie. Everyone seemed pretty bored. Morgan Freeman could have... Oh, yeah, that's I'm right. Morgan sure Freeman's movie. He was wearing movie. sunglasses most of the time because I think his eyes were closed. Like, <laughs> there's, a moment, there's a moment in the movie where, like, the shit's going down, Dirk's going into the air and healing people, and Morgan Freeman and a couple other... Uh, Killian Murphy. People, Killian Murphy are on, like, a roof watching everything happen, and, you know, these police or military kind of come up like freeze and morgan freeman just seriously like turns around without putting his hands up and just kind of like looks around with his mouth open like he didn't realize they were filming yet or something like, <laughs> he was he was snoring the whole time it was just bad it was I, I it was it was only bearable when i saw it in the theater because it was a whole it was a, a whole gaggle of people that and we were all laughing in yeah the theater, so. i feel like everybody of name in the movie could have like filmed their scenes in like two days like, because most of most of Johnny Depp's work is like he's the AI. So I almost like, thought it was an excuse to like do a weird. They did kind of do basically his real face by the end, but there's a there's time when it's just kind of his face and then kind of like uh, staticky computer yeah. blocks and stuff. And I was like, they wanted him just to be able to do voices and then yeah. not have to have him on screen. He's like, will you pay me so I can do it over the phone or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did not like Transcendence at all. It was one of those, like, I, I read it was one of those scripts that existed in Hollywood for a long time that people were like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea, but nobody wanted to make it. I wonder how long, because, like, what, even the concept of, like, that's, that's the thing is, like, the internet, it's like, it seems like, what a, if a man got into a rotary it, phone? It seems like, went, it seems like an idea that, if he wanted. like, before everybody knew what the internet was in, like, the year 2000, like, it would have been one of those scripts, Something like, that then. Would, that could have, yeah, it, it could have excelled if it if we didn't know like the limitations and what the technology was like it would have yeah. been it, it would have been a fun far flung idea then but yeah. not, not now yeah um so fuck transcendence oh. fuck Johnny Depp wow I no I don't mean that <laughs> um he's gonna be the next <laughs> he's gonna be the star of the next part of the galaxy that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. Out. um speaking of guardians of the galaxies galaxies <laughs> That's, that's, that's yeah. Guardian, Guardian of the Galaxies yeah. is what it's called. Um, now, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, guys, let's talk about it. Are we uh, supposed to chime in? Sure. About uh, it. Um, Are you excited to see this movie, Andrew? Was I excited to see this movie? Mm-hmm. You know, um, only a little bit. I, I think that uh, uh, my wife uh, would attest to the fact that I was only just kind of you know, it was one of those things that, like, I saw that I saw like a trailer, you know, and it like looked okay, and you know, but I'm a I'm a big Michael Rooker fan, so I was gonna see it Forever. no matter what. For everyone at home, Andrew's acting really sarcastic right now. Um, no, I was hyped as fuck to see this movie. Well, there you go. I, the first time I saw the trailer, I lost my mind. Each progressive trailer lost my mind a little bit more. I just like I shell of a for, your former self. I my identity became Guardians of the Galaxy. My identity. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I was excited to see this movie for sure. And Max, how did it take over your life? Yeah. <laughs> in what way did I lost my, a friend? Yeah. Let me ask you. In what way did my obsession of Guardians of the Galaxy affect you? I I I thought I knew you. And then Guardians of the Galaxy came out, became a whole new person. Yeah, for those of you who can't, this is not a video podcast, but I did, um, I do have an orange mohawk, and my my skin is tinted blue. You're now, holding so. a you're holding a cyber arrow. A to cyber arrow. Yeah. Make sure we don't disparage yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Um, it was excellent. No, it was excellent. It was a fun movie. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I just I think it's just been a long time since I've left a film and just felt like. I wanted to turn around and walk back in just because I had a really good time. Yeah. And um, I just like that, like, there's stakes, like, there's lots of lives that hanging in the balance. The, mm-hmm. the plot isn't, like, the it's fairly generic. It's just kind of like this ragtag group gets together and has to stop the, the really bad guy who yeah. has to be evil. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has he has motives, but they, they're kind of They're vague. kind of loose and vague, yeah. Like, they don't tell us why he so badly wants to do bad things. Yeah. He just kind of that's what he says. Yeah. Um, but it's really good, and I feel like, despite some of the parts where it's like, there's yeah, there's a serious threat. It's still very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Max, what'd you think? I thought it was good. I think it might be the hype 
that surrounded it. Yeah. But I didn't think it was the best movie that I've ever seen. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I, I don't have a whole lot of like negative things to say about it right. or anything. I yeah. thought uh, there was a lot that I enjoyed. Um, but maybe I was expecting to like it more mm-hmm. than I did. Yeah. Uh, I still want to see it again. I still uh, would go back and watch it. And I enjoyed the portrayal of all the characters. Had yeah. either you read like any of the any comics of them, or yeah. did you had you had yeah. you kind of cursory knowledge of the characters? I read. I've read the the the. Um, I guess the run that this is mostly based off of the Dan Abnett run from like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I have read that, and I mean it's not. It's um, was that like the first kind of revival of them since yeah. like when they their inception? Kind yeah, of? and it's the first. It's the it's the first one of this like. The team, the you know, the, of of um, of Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and mm-hmm. Root. It's the first. That's the first comic incarnation of that team. Oh, because it's always it's been some other members as well. Yeah, and different members swapped out. Yeah, in previous. Okay. Yeah, um, and I, uh, I, I read it before. I reread it, kind of leading up to. Um, to Guardians of to the movie and people kept asking me, you know, how how close is it to the comics? And like, it's not close in that it doesn't really follow the plot of the comic. That's okay. But the characters are dead on. That's that's a, and I think that's that's, a, that's what matters. That's for me. me what matters more in the movie because I I don't think anyone it's gonna not gonna be any worse for like a very original plot. It's like yeah, we've got a thing. The bad guy wants the thing. Yeah, now he's got the thing. Yeah, we gotta stop that thing. Yeah. Uh, but the characters are what makes it so good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even the even the very non-human characters like Groot and Rocket, yeah. I feel like, come across and are very likable and yeah. have their own traits. And, I don't know, I kind of want to talk... I kind of want to talk about, like, some of our favorite scenes. Yeah. So can we just, like, throw up that, like, if you haven't seen the movie... I think that, yeah, the first, first thing I want to say right now is that I th- absolutely think that this is a movie that people should see. I yes. think it's... I like I th- well you're saying I think it's fun, but I think it's also emotionally an emotionally charged movie. I think that the first scene of the movie is devastating, and I don't want to go into too much of what it is. But I th- I I mean like I know that like it's hard for me sometimes to go into a movie and have characters that I'm not familiar with and not like. I have no real emotional attachment with to really feel like what they're going through mm-hmm. but I definitely was like right on board with that right away so like for me that was I thought that was an unexpected scene because the trailers obviously make the movie look really fun it shows most of the action most of the fun it doesn't really get it doesn't really get to I mean obviously I think it shows that there's got a lot of heart it is a movie with a lot of heart and I think that the trailers hint at it but I mean that the first scene is almost like a kind of like a punch in the gut sure. you know and so and it, it set it sets up I think the kind of the it it sets up the movie super well in that like it 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 starts this person you know the main character um, Chris Pratt's arc, but it also shows you that the movie is is going to have moments like this too yeah. throughout. It it's the perfect. I mean, are we in spoiler territory right now? Let's get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, I would say go see it. Pause this. Pause this and then put, uh, it. put your put your iPod down on the table or whatever listening device you have or on your the Zoom. table. Hit pause. Smash it with a hammer. If you have a Zoom, smash it with a hammer and anyway. then go get something else. But I would say I, I I would say go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. I think there's uh, before we get too spoilery and stuff, I honestly I I think for me it's the best movie this year. That I've seen, um, I haven't seen every movie that's come out. Obviously, sure. you could, you could, you know, somebody could make a reasonable argument that why something else is better. I think I enjoyed this movie more than any other movie that I've seen this year. Um, but I, for me, I think this is the best movie that Marvel has made. Do you, do you think so? Uh, yeah, I think the argument can be made. Yeah, I have some fond memories of the old, some of the older ones, but I don't know how well it would stack up if I watched them both. Back to back. That's true. Yeah. I feel like I mean I really enjoyed the first Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think and I think this is the first movie since the first Iron Man where I don't think you have to have seen any other Marvel movies to. It is kind of nice, kind of, and I think I mean that's how the everything was played up in the trailers is that like the whole idea is that they're no names. They're no, no names, and there's like other than like 
Um, they're some senior characters. Marvel characters. There, they're, I mean, like, yeah. You're, you, people who have even a rudimentary knowledge of Marvel would probably be scratching yeah. their heads about them. Yeah, so. I mean, it's not like Peter Quill says to Rocket, you know, he doesn't reference something that happened in like Thor or something. You know, just like it is so far removed from the rest of the Marvels. It, you know, it has its loose ties sure. to them. It's not like. Nothing gonna, that you need any prior knowledge of this Marvel universe to enjoy the movie from. Right. I think that I, honestly, I, I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't want to see all the Marvel it movies. It stands on so its far. own. But if you're not, if you're afraid of seeing Guardians because you haven't seen Captain America two or Thor: The Dark World or the Avengers or any of the other ones, I don't think that there is any reason why you have to have seen them in order to enjoy Guardians of the I Galaxy. Agree. Um, um, I think that this is the first one since Iron Man 1 that you could honestly say that for. Sure. Um, yeah, I just wanted to comment, so if we're, if we're kind of in spoiler territory, just yeah. like what you were mentioning about the starting, um, it's, yeah, just very emotional, but I think it's perfect that right after the scene where his his mom is dying and he's kind of like, you know, you know he runs off, it's it's terrible, like he can't take her hand, like yeah. it's, it's just... just horrible and you know like this has happened to someone before and this is just this horrible thing um you know he gets abducted and then if we go from that to the opening credit sequence which is uh chris pratt you know singing and dancing in this on this alien world in this cave and it's this perfect fun tone where like yes the movie is just set up for you in the first 10 minutes you're gonna get this you're gonna get this and and don't worry that's this is what's gonna happen in this film I will say, I will say, there was one the, the the in this scene is the one kind of like time where I kind of raised my eyebrow at the movie, and that was in the previous scene when he's in the hospital room with his mom. He has a black eye, uh-huh. and he's and she's like, "Why are you fighting with them other boys?" And he's like, I th- "He says something about to the effect like the other kids were like, like they were, like they were picking on an animal or something." And he's oh. like. Like, they smashed a bug, and he was like, the bug didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, like, he was like, and so, like... And they just picks up... And, and then, like, the next scene, he's, he's like, like, he's dancing around, and he's like, yeah, these alien rats, he's like, <laughs> using one as a microphone, he's like, kicking other ones. So, like, that was the only time in the movie where I was like, you know, the juxtaposition there of, like, him standing up for, like, a, a bug well, he's when he was changed. a kid. He's okay, changed. he's changed, but I would make the argument that his time in space has taught him that... While it is a great thing to respect life in general, there are some jerk animals that that was. I, I it looked like they yeah. would they would just as easily destroy him if he didn't uh, uh, assert his dominance. Yeah, I think I I, <laughs> I, I guess catch like that though. That's pretty funny. I guess like that. The only thing that I would have like I think that could have I think they could have done differently is like they could have shown him walking into the cave and like one of them like lunging at him or something, and then like. You know, if he had like a reaction of like, well, I guess it's me or them, then like he could be a little, you know, kick him around. But that was, I guess, that was the only thing where I was like, mm, there's. He does establish through the rest of the film though that he has a, he's a pretty heart of gold. Heart of gold. Yeah, yes. I, yeah. It's not like he was like. I don't begrudge. It wasn't him like he was like digging his heel into them and like breaking their neck. It was just kind of like he was like blood. He was kind of like playfully. That was a very strange scene. Yeah, yeah very, very. Uh, yeah. No, but it's like it, I mean, he was. It wasn't like he was breaking their necks. He was kind of playfully like you know batting them out of the way, yeah. like using one as a microphone. So they, it wasn't, probably, they love, they like that. They, they, that's just how they're weird <laughs> aliens. They love you could that. see them like they were like, "Hey, don't do this, don't they do laughed. this." Yeah, they were but laughing, they were like waking at the camera and you know, like. Well, what was your what was uh, one of your favorite scenes, or what was a scene you really enjoyed? Um, I, I'm I'm a uh, this is uh, I'm sure everybody doesn't know this fact, but I'm a huge wrestling fan, guys. And this may <laughs> Robert's about to spit take. Um, <laughs> I thought that Dave Batista's Drax the Destroyer I thought was was really pretty. I thought he was great for as for as much of a non actor as yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. You know, having I think I looked been, him up on IDB and like he's credited on WWE things. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, he's had like he's had a few movies. Like I think he was in he was, the he was in the uh, Riddick movie and oh, he was um, just in that uh, the Riza movie with. Oh, the Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah, the yeah. Iron Fist movie. Yeah. Oh my god, um, it's so weird to say the Riz movie with Iron with uh, Russell Crowe. I know. <laughs> but I thought he was perfect in his like He was great. And it it was great too because the character is his race, what is it, can't uh They they're very literal. They're they very literal, yes. Yeah. So so if anything was gonna come through that 
he was a great actor, it would have yeah. been a safe role, yeah. I think, but I think, I think he pulled it off. I yeah. think that's the way it worked, because when he started talking, I was like, ooh, really? And that's then the, the character. character. The I kind of character. Yeah. Well, you guys might know better, too, if, if he reads kind of like the comic character, but... I, a little bit. I think the comic character is a little less like cut and dry sure. in the in the literal tone of mm-hmm. of him. But I, I, as the cinematic character, I actually really enjoyed. I so enjoyed him like, so the, much. Anything with Drax was you were. I think I, I think like the opening scene with him where he's you know they're in the prison, and he, you know he's, he wants to kill Gamora because Gamora works for, Ronan. Ronan has killed Drax's family. So he wants to kill her, and, you know, Peter Quill's telling him, you know, put her down, we need her, she can bring us Ronan, and then when Ronan gets here and he does the, the throat slit oh, gosh. gesture, and then Drax just goes, why would I put my finger to his neck? And it's just like, no, that's the, that's the signal for killing this him. This is even yeah. international, like, people in space should know what this means. And so I just, like, that, that to me was like, I, I just, that caught me off guard pretty hard, that I laughed pretty hard at that, but um, I love that scene, I just... I thought that, um, you know, there's this scene with Gamora where he, like, puts his headphones on her ears. I like that. And, like, you know, like, they're... It is they're, a nice melody. Yeah, they're, like, yeah, they're getting close, and, like, he's almost about to move it for uh, a kiss, and then she just goes, the tempo is pleasing, you know? Just, yeah, like, yeah. I just... Yeah, I I don't know, I just... I kind of like... Well, they showed a scene in the trailer where it was, like, Gamora from the back looked like she was, like, undressing, and I was like, oh, there's a scene where... I quill you know right. you know there's gonna be like this romance thing but I'm I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't do that I mean yeah. I don't know if that's something that happens in the comics or that's that's supposed to be some right. pairing of the, between the two of them but yeah. I like that they kind of kept it just as a team and they didn't yeah. need to have he could care about her but as a friend not as the love interest yeah. which I kind of enjoyed so yeah. refreshing yeah um what about you Max what do you oh I think let's see my favorite spots were a couple of the uh, like little short emotional uh, things, like the scene when they're first getting into the prison and it shows uh, Rocket's back. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, that was good. When he, like, doesn't have his shirt on, you can see that he's been tampered with and yeah. genetically also doesn't and Also doesn't that. know what a raccoon is. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Chris Pratt just kind of glances over to him and, and sees what he's dealing with at that point. I thought that was uh, pretty heavy. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty well done. Yeah, I thought and that. Then, I thought Rocket. I thought Rocket was like surprisingly. I thought they. I. I mean, I think. I think they kind of nailed it emotionally with all the characters. Yeah, I thought yes. they all had really good emotional I, arcs. I thought Groot was a little bit heavy-handed with some of his stuff, where he's like, oh, "I'll grow a daisy out of my hand." That's who he is, I guess. And it's. I actually love that. Little, you know, like I, I don't know, a like cheesy. I, I thought, like I thought that it was important to kind of establish that, like, the four, you know, like um, Peter Quill, Drax, Gamora, and Rocket were all kind of like, they're all kind of dicks. Yeah, they all kind of look out for number one, and like, but Groot is kind of like the the innocent of the group. He's like, selfless. He's like as I mean, as much as like he is kind of like the heavy for Rocket, like you can kind of tell like he's almost along for the ride and almost only there because he cares so much about rocket but he's he's an innocent like you know he the the flower thing with the daisy i i really I well, actually really he like also that. takes out a fair amount of bad guys too yeah which are which is pretty awesome to see the way different ways he uses his powers and stuff is pretty great yeah i, I liked that yeah um, sorry i didn't mean to hijack for me oh yeah. no it's all good uh oh the other other scene was um when he opens the present and that is great. Yeah, yeah. This is the second mix, and then that song comes I'm, on. That that hit me pretty hard. Yeah, that was that was great, especially since like I, I thought they were establishing that like that was like yeah, one of the new songs on his on the yeah the mixtape he gets from his yeah. mom. I assumed very early like she gives him the present, he doesn't grab her hand, but he runs out with it. I thought it was going to be like a beacon or something that that was that was what was going to get him to mm-hmm. space. He would rip that open, and it was just going to yeah. take him away. I didn't think about the fact that he would like keep this thing and like. It's a weird, it, it's an interesting thing that, like, you know, the whole thing with his cassette player, I think, was kind of a cool thing yeah. about it, because it's it's just this tangible piece of earth. Yeah. That... And, like, in the in the trailers, you know, they show, like, the, the prison guard, like, take it from him, and, like, you know, he's like, give it back, that's mine, and you're like, why is he making such a fuss about... It seems just more like, uh, yeah. like, 
I can't replace that. So yeah, yeah but but it's more than just but that. Having it's... having that first scene where like it's the last, you know, like the it was the mix that his mother made for him, and like having it be that like that yeah you're right, right that tangible connection to his his mother most yes. of all not just his life on it's not Earth, even just that he's mom. got bric-a-brac and troll dolls and things yeah. like that but it's the fact that it's songs that she grew up with and put on a tape for him i mean like mm-hmm. we might all have a cd or a mixtape somewhere that is important to us in some yeah. way just if, if only because it reminds us of, of the time that it came from yeah. and what we were doing and how yeah. how we were then so i yeah it's a pretty emotional yeah. artifact for him and i and, I, like and then that. i think the the present was the same thing where yeah. it was like he didn't want to touch it at all and just left it in the It was an artifact. It was something that was like, he didn't want to ruin... That's what it looked like on Earth and he needs to yeah. preserve it instead of... So yeah. the, the fact that he did open it up at one point, it, uh, like, I thought that was really awesome the way it kind of demonstrated that he finally felt like he was achieving something. Like Yeah, he, he, had, he had something he... like As much as like Yondu was like... You know, like Yondu's crew was like his, his gang... They weren't friends. They weren't family. Now that he has like found this like group of friends who he considers close enough to, like he can, he can do something like that where he can open up this gift that previously was like the connection to his family, Mm -hmm. his his former family. And and I think like he lived up to uh, the potential that his mom saw in him and stuff like that. And I he earned it. I loved that you know kind of tying into that that throughout the movie he was pushing so hard for people to call him Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you're almost like, God, let it go. And then, like, you see... Like, Except he kind of earns it eventually. He, he does earn it eventually. And, like, you know, when... Um, what is what is the name? Korath? Korath the Hunter. Korath the Hunter. You know, runs out of the room and he goes, Star-Lord! And he goes, yes! Like, finally! And you're just like, why is he, you know, like, why is he working so hard for this nickname? And then you see it in the in the the letter that his mom gave him. She's like, you know... My, you're, you're my Star Lord, or you know, yeah. my little Star Lord, and you're just like, oh, that's why it's so important to him because, like, until he could like save, you know, a planet of people, he didn't feel like he was worth a damn, and you know, now he feels like he, now he feels like he doesn't need to hold on to Earth the same way because he has a place in the universe. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I just thought the, I thought the emotional stuff in this movie was so. Like it hit all the right. I it felt like it hit all the right marks for me. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like any. Any of it was kind of over the top or corny. Other than, I, I, I got that feeling a couple of times. Did not, you? Not just the group thing, but a couple of times. But I forgave it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also just, it's so, it's very visually pleasing. It's very, like, yeah. uh, it's, I don't know. In, in general, like, the thing I kind of like about it, too, is, like, it's a fun, mm-hmm. I would kind of want to live in that universe. Yeah. There's danger. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, wh- whatever your place would be might make a huge difference. But just, like... Some of the visuals and things that are both from the comics, but because they've kind of mined it, and there's, it's stuff that like most people haven't seen. Like, I don't know, the, the scene where they all fly up on the head of a giant space god that's being mined from the inside. Yeah. Um, was amazing, and the thing I loved about that too is it's not just Peter Quill who's standing there going "Wow," and everyone else is going like "Uh, no big deal, right?" It's We've like, all been here it's before. It's all amazing because even if you live there, it's just like. That's, he's he's not just a fish out of water. Like there's still the universe is a big place, and they're still yeah. finding things. Like thought all the set pieces were really great. Like yeah. the Nova planet was like very clean. It was very yeah. Earth like. Like it had little alien eccentricities, but yeah. for the most part, it was familiar and it was bright and it wasn't like dismal. I, yeah. And again, like the just all the tones, like the the. Still, like, plenty of threat, still plenty of fun. It's yeah. just, it, it hit all the marks. I really did. It, so much for me now in a movie is forgettable. That's almost worse than just being, like, bad. Yeah. Because I'd kind of rather, maybe not like the transcendent. Yeah. Like, transcendence, but um, it's just it's such a shame when, like, you, you see something and then it leaves your mind. Yeah. And something like this is going to stick with me, and it's just, I'm going to remember that it's fun and, and come back. Yeah. I speaking of I I think I I should have mentioned this when we were talking about our favorite scenes. I think that the and it's in it's like the most the bulk of this scene is in one of the trailers, but the scene where they're in the ship kind of talking about Peter Quill's plan. Mm-hmm. I that is one of my favorite scenes and what I love I what I really was like kind of blown away by and we were talking about C, bad CG before was that 
and it, it struck me the opposite way in this scene that like I was sitting there watching it and it struck me how much it looked like Groot and Rocket belonged in the scene. We're sitting right where they're there. just sitting there and it, it didn't feel like it's three people in makeup and then like two like, you know, rods with tennis balls that they're talking to. It felt like there was three people and then a talking raccoon and a giant nine foot tree sitting in the room like it, it I think felt, Rocket looked particularly good like, yeah I mean, Groot mm-hmm. I mean like there's nothing to kind of like reference like because he doesn't even look like just a tree yeah it's like weird alien wood and stuff yeah but Rocket like looked like I wouldn't have been shocked if I had found out that there was like an animatronic thing or a thing at some time because it looked really real all yeah. the time and just in general like the makeup on the aliens and stuff was like so cool. I love, yeah, some of the character design. You know, you talked in particular about, like, the, the like, almost I like love pawn the shop. pawn shop owner with the weird four strips of hair mm-hmm. and just kind of the, not unhuman, like, I mean, there's they're called Terrans in the movie, so yeah. it's implied that, like, that's why there's aliens that are kind of like humans, because yeah. they're sort of a base group. Uh, but just little, even the people that didn't even look, cr- like, crazy, some of Yondu's crew, like, there was a guy whose hair kind of mm-hmm. came back and almost like roots kind of hardened at the back yeah he looks so cool i just did you guys recognize nathan fillion i heard his, recognize his, the voice, his yeah. voice yeah oh okay i totally like he was the guy who grew in the in the in the uh prison that groots like fingers yeah. like go up in his nostrils yeah which yeah. oh horrible i didn't realize at the time yeah um <laughs> i thought i can see it i thought that um Benicio del Toro is a collector. It's just like chewing the scenery. He, he loves it. He just like yeah, like I loved him in that like after scene in Thor where he's like, they give him the aether and he's just like, like the way that he just kind of like embraces the aether and just kind of like holds it and there's such an extraordinary like just he's just so like yeah he, it, chewing the scenery is a good way to put it. He's just well, yeah, so, I mean, like not that he doesn't doesn't seem like he cares or anything, but he's like having fun with his role where it's like he can be kind of a weird eccentric kind of alien guy. Yeah, and it's not. He's not, you know, bleepy bleep blorp or something like yeah. that, but he's just he's a little weird and animated and yeah. kind of yeah. I liked it. Mm. I think my favorite thing about the movie is just the fact that it exists, that there's now uh, that there's an that, audience, a that huge is, audience. That is a huge thing. It, it sets a precedent and for Marvel, but I'm hoping in comics in general where it's like people can take well, Marvel's owned by Disney is like yeah, I mean yeah. they they can afford to take a chance, but I hope it means that other properties that maybe would be otherwise overlooked but have a rich story or something yeah. that would translate well to, the, to film can come out because I know it gets a little oversaturated sometimes, but there is plenty of good stories to tell and tell well if, if people want to bother. That's what I, I get a little I get a little hung up and kind of annoyed when people are like, you know what there's the there's too many comic book movies coming out like the the, the market is too saturated. It's like it. It was too. It was oversaturated when they were all bad. You know, like when like Constantine came out. Because there's just or, there's ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or like when Ghost one Rider. Good superhero movie came out. A bunch of people were like, "Let's just do a bunch of the." And yeah. They didn't a lot of them weren't good. But if if like two movies a year came out from Marvel and they were both as good as Captain America: Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, two a year, fucking put up three a year if they're all going to be that good. I don't care. Like as long as they're good stories. Well, it doesn't matter to me. Like I, I don't. It, it to me, it's like it'd be the same as saying like, oh, you well, you know, I only want to see one good drama this year. Like it just, it's a, it's, if it you is can a make eight good dramas and they all come out that you're good. It is a, it is a genre, but it doesn't like I, I don't, I don't see why you'd want to limit yourself to like, you know, just because it's a specific genre of movie. Like why? Well, it's also not even it's a comic book movie. It's not even super. It's not. I mean, they are superheroes, but right. they are, but not in the traditional sense. I kind of like that. It's sort of like a, it's a sci-fi yeah. film. It's, it's based right. on based and on comics. I, I think that's an important point to bring up too. That it's a great. I think it's a really great sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Not just like. I love should, the universe. Like I'm just. Yeah. I'm always pleased when you can have all those details and things that just give you an idea of what that what it's like, what yeah. the whole world is like, and wonder what. The rest of nowhere would be like the mm-hmm. type, the space god's head, and, and yeah. uh, I don't know, just little things. Do the you, fact that they get they get washed, rinsed down, just like in any prison scene in any movie, they get sprayed down, but it's like with weird red water. And I was just like, see, just even that, just even that is kind of a nice little weird thing. Like, yeah. Do you think this is going to change the uh, the rest of the Marvel universe? The fact that now it is the universe and it's not just uh, planet. I think so. Yeah. I think so, and I think if I'm I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the plan is to do a 
do a Doctor Strange movie in a major way and yeah. add the magic side of everything as well. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I mean, think that they don't think it's weird to have the kind of big those big elements, the superheroes, yeah. the space stuff, and the yeah. magic. Yeah, I think stuff that. I mean, obviously, I think from the beginning, I think that the the idea of like the the Marvel cinematic universe being built in general was a gamble. Like from the beginning, I think like yeah. starting. Not all the movies were amazing, and right, it could have fans could have been like. No, we're done with Captain America. We don't want to see other Captain Americas. Yeah. Like, it could have not held up. Yeah. So. But I think that this movie, in terms of what what they would be able to do and in, in pushing the limits of their audience in terms of like what are they willing to accept, I think this movie was super pivotal in terms mm-hmm. of like, okay, we can make a movie that's based on Earth about Captain America and Iron Man and, and Thor and Hulk and, you know, the Avengers. We can do that. But to then like tell you pretty pretty much straight up tell you you don't know anything about these characters going in there's nothing to base these characters off of because it's not like peter quill was like uh and you know like it's not like he said hi to captain america in passing you know and like yeah when the other movies you know you know nothing about these characters going in and there it's a ragtag group of like c and d list marvel heroes mm-hmm. so for this movie to be as much of a hit as it is and it's i think it's getting close to like half a billion in in um box office already i think for that this is a i think this is a huge success for marvel because it does tell them like you know and i know that like that was kind of the concern and like the the dream was to put this movie out because like that means that like the doctor strange movie is doable or like ant-man yeah i mean ant-man's coming out Essentially the same summer as Avengers 2, so like... Is that still happening? What's the news on that? It's not Edgar Wright anymore, but I'm hoping that whatever he was doing in the film, it will maintain, I hope, his... It's Peyton Reed. And who's that? He... I don't think he's really done a lot, but... um, Good. He was... Well, he was... uh, He was originally... I think he was pegged to do, like, a Fantastic Four movie before, and I think had, like, a pretty good script, but Fox passed on it or something, so... Do you know anything about Fantastic Four either? Are those rights coming up, or are they? Uh, they're about to. Make so there's a there's a story going around. I haven't verified it, but you were telling me that there's. A I story. heard that it didn't. I don't think I was on the Onion. I heard that Rupert Murdoch uh, sold the rights to Fantastic Four and X Men back to Marvel for one point four billion dollars. No, X Men. X-Men and Fantastic Four. Sony still has Spider-Man, but that's what I heard. And he basically had a quote saying, I hope I'm not wrong. I, I You could check, but I... The quote was something like, we know we can hold on to these properties and keep putting out movies every few years or, you know, to keep the license, but we will never be able to... There's a certain amount of money they could offer us where, like, then it's going to go back to them and they're going to be able to put it out and, like, that was enough money. What makes me question it is that I saw that article too, mm-hmm. but it was one article. And, like, I figure the internet would be shitting their pants about this if it was real. I hope I'm not wrong. So that, that, that to me, is the only reason, like, I kind of, like, read it one night when I was, like, falling asleep. And I was, like, I kind of forgot about it until you brought it up again. Because I was just, like, well, I'll check on it in the morning. And then, like, I kind of forgot about it. So, I, to me, that's what makes me think is that that it's not true. Is that, like, I I mean, like, what? There would be a hundred articles. In Let's that say morning. it's true, so that eventually, when people listen to this in the future, we and it is true. We called it. Yeah, we called it. Um, I mean, so, I would. We'll be able to confirm by next episode. Uh, I, I hope I'm. I, I. I mean, that's cruel if not, that's not the case because I, especially since Marvel has become Marvel Studios, yeah, and doesn't have you know doesn't need to pair up with people, right? Doesn't hurt to have Disney's money either. Yeah, they can really just go hog wild. Yeah, and I would. But the last, why would they end on that last X Men movie when it actually did pretty well? I heard it did well, and I heard it was good. And, and there's I, and they have but, another but one. Can you even out. can your mind even fathom what Marvel might do if they just started from scratch? And That's not what Fox is thinking, though. That's the thing. It's like I know, they, they have a money I know, maker. I know, but that's I. I had the I had a conversation about that with someone and just said like, how much? I, I, basically saying like I don't think they'll ever give up the rights because I said like, there's like an endless amount of money that you can make if you hold yeah. on to it and keep putting it out. The problem though is these things where, like with Spider-Man movies, where like it's not about waiting till there's a good script and the right actor and the effects are going to be great, blah, blah, blah. It's getting a movie out there because otherwise you'll lose the rights. Yeah. Otherwise it'll revert to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, that's frustrating that hmm. a movie would be made that way. Yeah. 
and when it's not when the things aren't coming together like for me like if you are going to do a third Captain America movie and it's going to come you say it's going to come out on this date I wouldn't fault you for pushing it back or forward or whatever if you have enough time to make all the things come together to make it good because mm-hmm. like now that it's Marvel Studios you don't have an excuse if you make a stinker of a movie and you had all the time in the world don't put it out because that's the date you said put it out because it's ready yeah and that's that's the thing that frustrates me about some of the licenses on other studios is that they have to be kind of under the gun whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. I would love in my lifetime to see what Marvel Studios would do with an X-Men movie from scratch. Yeah. Because to me, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. He's Wolverine. But can you imagine if they cast... I don't know, like, it's almost hard to, like, disassociate him. But, like, can you imagine if they cast for Wolverine and not, like... A main actor, you know, a yeah. big name actor, yeah. or or if they had a Fantastic Four movie and like gave it a go, like, yeah. what what would it be like? Yeah, like, I, the reason I would like them to have the Fantastic Four rights is not even for Fantastic Four, but I think scrolls come with them. Yeah, and if they're gonna go true. into this whole universe, I the when they pulled that whole scroll invasion thing in the comics, I thought they did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. The fact that certain okay. characters had been hiding and apparently were, and then you couldn't trust anyone. It sure. was the whole like. The same thing that made people love Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Yeah. You just never know. You never know who's on your side and yeah. who's not. Um, I th- if, if the story ends up panning out to be true, I think that whatever they have to do to get Spider-Man, I mean, other than, like, other than, like, a hundred billion dollars, you know what I mean? But, like... Dude, it's Marvel and Disney, and it's I not, know, they, I mean, like, they can afford to do anything they want. They'd be cranking out, like, 15 movies a year. I know, but, like, could you, I just, like, I, I mean, that's like... That's what I mean, like, they wouldn't have to, obviously, when they get it, they would want to put it in production, but it's the fact that it belongs to them then. Yeah. yeah. Then they can say, look at this kid, look at this guy who, like, in a year he's going to be ready to play Spider-Man, or we're gonna, and we're going to yeah. have a script ready, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's not, you shouldn't have to make movies with that like cons- the constraint that some of the other ones seem to have yeah. and it doesn't always make for a good film yeah. I, I think absolutely someone could say okay we're going to lose it make this thing and it happens and it comes together and it's great Yeah. I don't think it's normally a, a, a good way to, yeah. to go about it yeah I mean I, I granted I, I saw and liked the last X-Men movie mm-hmm. um, but what about the last Spider-Man movie no okay <laughs> did not like it well there um, you go but uh I, I'm with you. I just like it, the idea of of having this universe and like somebody was like making the point of like, well, is it too late in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to then introduce mutants? And I don't think it is because yeah. like even though like there's been like you know however many movies like eight movies, nine movies or something in this cinematic universe, it's still kind of a young universe in oh, that yeah. like the the Avengers kind of like introduced like almost like introduced the globe to like what is going on you know like in their universe like people were like oh my god there's all these heroes some of the heroes were kind of isolated and now it's giant worms coming out of a hole in New York and so to like to think like that there would now be mutants somewhere out there I think is conceivable well they're going to introduce two yeah because they had in the Avengers well they're not going to be mutants but from my understanding, they're they not going to be called, called mutants, right. I think. And so I, I they're going to have some coy thing where some guys like, let's just say they're a little genetically different than us. Right. That's what I feel like is that they're not going to ever say they're not mutants yeah. until they can say until they have yeah. the rights to say they are mutants. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that that pans out. Yeah. And, not and then now, you can get Namor. Hey, this guy's a limit. Hey, <laughs> I really just want the, the uh, bottom of the ocean to limit. Ooh. <laughs> Um, the but, Illuminati. I want to. That's my favorite thing about. That's this. what I mean. The possibilities are endless. Like, yeah. That's why. That's it's the pro. It's the promise of things to come that makes me excited. Not necessarily like just the properties themselves, but just like they can do anything they want once they have all their just the right. chickens in one. You the know. meeting between Doctor Strange and uh, and Reed Richards and Iron Man. And casting it the way yeah. they want to, not just uh, yeah. It's it it'll be sweet. stellar. Yeah. Um, so in closing. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Opens the doors. Opens so, the doors. I mean, it really does. It just, it's so, like, you know, I know we were just kind of harping on it, but it's just, like, the idea of, like, now, like, it's not just the Earthbound characters that are that are 
fair game. Now it's like these more than that. It's just it's, it's cosmic sort of, characters, it's magic characters, it's the forgotten it's, characters that you know they might have a goofy costume or have a weird name or something. But like, if there's a story to be told, they won't be so scared to try and tell it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that the soundtrack was awesome. Yes. I thought, and, and, and like... Isn't it number one? I it's, it's number one on the Billboard I asked you if you owned it, and you said, I only had to buy four songs because I think I had the rest already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it, it was, yeah, it's a very validating moment for me to, like, know that, like, I've been listening to these songs for years, and, like, now... Like, these are my music. Yeah. They, yeah, he came to me, and he's like, Andrew, what song should I put on the, uh, the old uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack? Yeah, it was like, well, yeah, it was that... Uh, we had another great thing about it, the music was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think this movie knocked it out of the park. I, the director is James Gunn, who did Slither and Super. Yeah. And I thought he was, I thought his sensibility was, was great for this movie. And, um, yeah, there's not really much, much else I can say about it. I just thought it was a terrific. Everybody's great in their roles. Just, yeah. yeah. Go see it. Watch I, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gone over an hour now. Wow. Um, that kind of man steal um but I'm I'm glad that we could sit around and talk about something we all liked. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, in closing, Gardens and Galaxy, go see it. Or Man of Steel, if you want to see another comic book movie. If you, you want, want if you want, wrong. you know what? If you want to have the complete juxtaposition of like how bad can a studio fuck up a movie versus? Well, how about just like completely different tone? Like yeah, a, a man that just embodies heroism and it's just the most dismal affair yeah and these kind of like morally ambiguous some of these guys in guardians <laughs> i shouldn't have said anything guardians of the galaxy is fun yes that's that well it's and, yeah, on a positive note it's yeah guardians it's about guardians yeah and planet of the apes see that one too it's good right and go see her all right yeah okay that's it and uh it's been fun Good night. Night. Good night. Bye.